Francesca Cahill began to plot how to steal out of the house the moment she awoke. She was in the habit of arising at an unfashionable hour, or so her mother accused. But then Julia Van Wyck Cahill was as fashionable as one of the city's reigning social matriarchs could be. Francesca never deceived herself. Not only was she a blue stocking and a radical reformer through and through, she felt rather certain that behind her back, she was also sometimes labeled an eccentric. No mind. She did not give a wit for fashion anyway, or parties, or shopping, or teas. She had secretly enrolled at Barnard College, hoping to attain her degree and follow in the footsteps of her idol, the journalist and reformer Jacob Rees. But in the past month, since January 18th to be exact, her plans had somehow fatefully changed. It had all begun with the abduction of her neighbor's six-year-old boy. Francesca Cahill had discovered the odd, not quite a ransom note, and more important, had been crucial to the city's police department in investigating and then solving the case. In fact, she had worked very closely with the city's new police commissioner, Rick Bragg. She smiled as she paused in the huge front hall of the house that had been built eight years ago and dubbed the Marble Palace by the press. She directed her smile at the new doorman, who she thought was named Jonathan. He was her own age and as blonde and blue-eyed as she. He smiled back. The note had arrived fifteen minutes ago. It had been in a sealed and unmarked envelope, which in itself was cause for alarm. The scripted contents had been a nearly indecipherable scrawl. It read, Dearest Francesca, we are in dire need of your help. Do come immediately. Your friend, Mrs. Richard Wyeth Channing. The note had been written by Mrs. Channing, her brother's fiancé's mother, and apparently it had been written in extreme haste, as the handwriting was so poor it might have been executed by a child in grade school, not to mention the fact that the envelope had not carried Abigail Channing's name or address. Francesca had not a doubt that the Channings were in trouble. But how? She smiled bravely at the doorman. Jonathan, if you do see my mother, is there any chance you might not mention that you have seen me go out? As she spoke, she glanced guiltily down the hall, where huge Corinthian pillars were set at intervals until a wide white alabaster staircase led to three floors above. She had badly burned her right hand while saving the life of Maggie Kennedy, a poor seamstress with whom she was starting to have something of a friendship. Now it was thoroughly bandaged, and she had been ordered to remain in her bed, or close to it, for an entire week. As much as she had no wish to gain an infection, the doctor had told her two hours ago that she was healing quite nicely. In fact, her hand no longer hurt her at all. And how could she refuse a call for help from the woman who would one day be her brother's mother-in-law, and by familial extension, a second mother to her? Francesca was very glad now that she had refused to take laudanum that morning, which she had instead discreetly thrown away. Francesca suspected that her mother was hoping to do far more than merely obey Dr. Finney's instructions to keep her at home for an entire week. She thought, but could not prove, that Julia wished to dull her own daughter's personality with the laudanum, in the hope of keeping her out of further jeopardy and any more criminal investigations. Her entire family had been thoroughly undone by this latest incident. In fact, almost everyone she knew was quite upset that she had been so badly hurt while attempting to protect Mrs. Kennedy. Jonathan had turned white, apparently rather fearful of her mother. Miss Cahill, er, if she does ask.
You have not seen me, she instructed with a cheerful smile, as she was simply thrilled to have a new case on her hands. I promise you, Jonathan, no harm will come of it. My mother is quite used to my headstrong and independent ways. Jonathan looked very unhappy indeed. Taking a big breath, Francesca stepped outside into the frigidly cold air, the huge front door closing behind her.